0: no matter why you're here i'm glad you are and this message is for you welcome to my village welcome to this week's episode of the Rutledge perspective podcast and i am so thrilled to have you meet my guest this week angela tyler and there's just so much about her story that I want us to dig into. So I'm going to give you just a really brief introduction of her, and then we're going to dive right into her story. Uh, so Angela Tyler, she's originally from Miami, um, and then she joined the U.S. Navy in 2007 and was honorably discharged in 2015. And she is now living overseas. We're going to talk about that too. She's living overseas now, and she's really focused on helping to create generational wealth along with really helping homeless vets because she really doesn't believe that any vet, and I agree, any vet should be homeless after serving their country the way they've done and making, in some cases, the ultimate sacrifice. There should not be any vet who is homeless in this country. So with that, we're going to dig into her story. Angela, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, um, everything that she said is correct. I am a veteran. I was honorably discharged despite my mouth was honorably <laughs> discharged in two thousand and fifteen it was It was just time for me to go. It was time for me to go. Mm-hmm. I came in with the aspiration of getting my degree, and I yeah. got it. so Great. everything else was just extra, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, you know, I just had a friend of mine whose, whose son is actually getting ready to go into the Coast Guard, and I'm so excited for him. And she said, you know, it's the right thing. One, is the right thing for him because he doesn't want to go waste a lot of money because he's not really sure what he wants to do. But the Coast Guard just really spoke to him. And then the opportunity for getting degrees paid, master degrees, PhDs, whatever it is, getting those paid for as long as you're willing to continue to serve uh, just really spoke to him as well. And so when you think about that military service and your decision to go into the military, because there's so many people that I think still today think it's high school, then you got to go to a four year college, and then you got to get a job, and you, you know we got this cookie cutter thing. But you the military, no, just no route. yeah, you know, and I think the military is still a really great route, and I am forever grateful um, for your service and for all of the veterans and and the folks who are actively enlisted right now who are are protecting us. What made you, other than getting the degree, what made you say, you know what? I can do this Navy thing. Thank you so much for thanking me. I see it pretty selfless, mm-hmm. but when I hear it, it, it does do something to me because not a lot of people thank us. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you decided to volunteer. So thank you for thanking me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're and welcome. I, I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I enlist? Honestly, there was nothing that was speaking to me,
1: Mm.
0: if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. I mean, I went to community college Mm -hmm. for about two and a half years, Mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't making a whole lot. And because I was going to community college, I was still living at home. Mm -hmm. And I am forever grateful for that because I didn't know what bills was until I got in the (laughs) military. Right? Yeah. Whole grown-up decision situation. But I got in because there was nothing else that was working, honestly. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't come from a troubled home or anything, but I was just bored. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's I know I get it. it. Yeah, I was just bored. like, yeah, I wasn't making a lot. Um, I had retail jobs, I had fast food jobs, but it wasn't fulfilling. If that makes sense. Yes. And my ultimate, which I have deviated from this plan because, you know, life happens. Right. But my ultimate aspiration was to become an OBGYN mm-hmm. as long as I can remember mm-hmm. and always to own my own practice. Yes. I never said I'm going to work for anyone else. That right. was literally never a dream. Yeah, I'm going to own my own practice, both mm-hmm. me and my friend from church, from yes. when we were I don't know, 10, 11, Mm -hmm. maybe 12 at the oldest, Yeah, we were both going to be obese Mm -hmm. and co-own our own practice. (laughs) That was our plan. Yes. Um, Yeah. But, you know, life happens. Life happens. Life happens. I didn't. And even once I got in the military, I was like, okay, I'm going to go into medicine Mm -hmm. as my foot in the door. Right. And train under OBs. I've mm-hmm. seen surgeries. I've seen C-sections. I've seen vaginal deliveries. So I sort of kind of took the route, but mm-hmm. not a hundred percent due to my first duty station being overseas. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I haven't changed my major and I'm like, okay, well, hmm.
1: Mm. getting a little older.
0: Now I can't. I can. I'm not going to say I can't. I can still go to school. Yes. Yeah. However, now I have to pay for it out of pocket because like you said, I did get educational benefits through the military Mm. and I'm currently working on my third degree. See? (laughs) I have a bachelor's and I'm working on my second master's right now. And I am paying for this out of pocket. So I am not paying for... A doctorate out of pocket. This master's Uh, is not cheap. Right. They never (laughs) are. They never are. Well, and I think that the beauty of what you're saying, though, is sometimes you just have to shift, right? Sometimes you just have to shift. And you have to allow yourself the grace to see change and not see change as failure. See change as an intentional decision, right? Because as you said, life happens and so we get to make choices all along the way. So you Correct. said your first your first you were first stationed overseas. Yes. And so I always tell people I I love to travel and I love traveling overseas. Um that was not as as I grew up, right? We we talked about travel and we went places, but we didn't really think about that and and I didn't grow up with money that was like, "Oh yeah, take a year off and go to Europe and do that." That wasn't happening in my household, right? Um but I always had this this curiosity <laughs> to go. Neither. And one of the things I tell you know, my nieces and, and any kids that are like, you know, play nieces and play nephews is get out and go see things, go see them for yourself. And so when you first were stationed overseas, was that the first time you'd been overseas? Yes. Oh, and so how did time. you, what did that do for you? Having that experience? It was a culture shock. You yeah. know, a little black girl in Spain, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I finished my it MBA was. was in Barcelona. Yeah. Love it. it. Was, Beautiful. Yeah. I want to go back so bad. Yeah. I just want to go to Europe, period. Right now, I'm in Asia. I'm in Japan. Okay. okay. Um, so this is another continent that I can yes. check off. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But I loved it. I loved yeah. it. It was definitely a culture shock, again, mm-hmm. as you stated enough from Miami. So, I mean, okay. we had little pockets of right. Spanish. We had mm-hmm. Haiti. We had um, just little pockets, mm-hmm. but nothing immersed.
1: Right.
0: I was just dropped <laughs> into their environment, as yes. opposed to being able to visit their mm-hmm. environment and mm-hmm. come back home. Yes, i i I'm in their home now. Yes, I'm in your territory, yes. and i i I learned mm-hmm. Spanish, mm-hmm. and I understand it, but I can't. Conjugate it because they Uh, flip the verb and Mm -hmm. the noun, so that was a little hard for me. It still is a little hard for me, but I can understand what they're saying. yeah So, I loved it. I loved it. It was it was definitely a different way of life. They have a thing called siesta where everything shuts down like in the middle of the day, and I'm like, "Where is everybody? (laughs) They don't they don't do this. Like, I need y'all to work from twelve to four. Okay, (laughs) no, we're (laughs) Nap. The <laughs> and then up till midnight. No ma'am. Has, no ma'am. Past midnight. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes. Past midnight. Four, but I five, think, six in the morning. Yes. It's it's that was the thing that got me. I'm like, I don't stay up late like that. I can't. I that's not my thing. And so, you know, I think a lot of times, at least what I hear from 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 young people sometimes is you know, but I don't know anybody and what am I going to do and how do I, and I didn't know anybody when I went to Spain either. I mean, there was, there was one person that was from my graduate school because I think there were four of us that went over at the same time, but there was one person I knew from graduate school. Other than that, I didn't, I didn't know anything. She already knew how to speak Spanish. I was learning how to speak Spanish when I got over there. Three of my four classes were in Spanish, right? So I had to learn it fast. And so I, I hear so many people say, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody. I don't know if I can do that. And now to this day I couldn't tell you how I did it, but it's probably <laughs> one of the experiences that taught me the most about myself, being able to be there and and not only just survive but thrive and meet some friends and see some places and you know it's it that kind of exposure I think is something that we discount so early. And yet in a global economy, having had global exposure early is like a huge plus, you know, being able to get that experience is just a huge plus. And so, so you're stationed now in Spain and you're not, you're like, no, I won't do this, this like OBGYN thing. Tell us about then how your journey came to be. Now you're in Asia and you're doing this thing for homeless vets and, you're building helping people build generational wealth. Tell take us through that journey from Spain to now. Um okay, I was in Spain 2010. No. 2009 to mm-hmm. 2000, 2008 to 2010. Mm-hmm. Went to California in 2010, mm-hmm. got married and pregnant 2011. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 2011 was an eventful year, right? You know, we went to Jacksonville mm-hmm. 2012. Wait, yeah, 2012. Mm-hmm. No, 2011, a couple days before Christmas. Wow, me and my three-week-old flew. Wow, yeah, so fun. Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> fun at all, right? Petrified, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we flew to Jacksonville, which is where my husband was, mm-hmm. um, and we stayed there. In Florida till 2021, 20, I mm-hmm. think. Around mm-hmm. COVID, actually,
1: mm-hmm. is when uh, we
0: left. 2020. Um, yeah. yeah. We mm-hmm. drove across country during COVID. Oh. Another adventure. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but while I was in Jacksonville, I got out, got my MBA, mm-hmm. finished my bachelor's while I was still enlisted, I think like mm-hmm. a year before, mm-hmm. and came here- just before Christmas last okay. year. Wow. I think like December 19th-ish. Wow. So, yeah, I haven't been here that long. <laughs> wow. So you guys are just getting to Asia then? Well, me and my daughter. My yeah. husband came ahead of us. Okay. Uh, wow. In June. Okay. So, okay. yay. Another good long flight. Yes. <laughs> yes. But at least she is very self-sufficient. She can Absolutely. do what she needs to do herself. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and what, what I love about it though, is having made those transitions and especially for a woman of color, we still more and more of us are starting to travel, right. And see the yes. world and do all those things that, that didn't used to be something that we did. So we're seeing more and more of that. At least you see it on Instagram, right. The girls trips and lots of Mexico. <laughs> um, and a few people doing, you know, Europe and Asia and Africa and things like that. But there's such a, um, an impact on, as you said, that self-sufficiency, that independence, that that ability to really adjust quickly when you do that. Mm -hmm. When you think about your move, so Spain to California, to Jacksonville, now to Asia, what are, one, some of the things that you would tell people who are hesitant about taking an assignment that is gonna send them to another country? That is- Just go. Just go. Just go. Yeah. I mean, literally, what can you lose? Oh, that's good. Because I haven't lost anything. Yeah. I've literally gained friends, I've gained experiences, I've gained, I am a shot glass and a magnet collector. Anytime <laughs> I go anywhere, that's right? my memory. That's my memento. Yeah. So just go. I mean I love. Go. That. Yeah. I love it. There that. are 50 states that you can literally get on a road to. And that's the thing, that's you know, as a Texan I got to say, you know, a lot of Texans will go from Houston to Dallas or Austin or somewhere and think they've been somewhere. I'm like, baby, you're still in Texas. I need you to get out of Texas. Now, Listen, I love my state. I'm from Miami. Issues, but I get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Miami. Oh, I went to Orlando. Okay. You know you go to Georgia. Right? <laughs> right. That's literally just a couple more hours. So. You can do it. You can do it. You can go see something different and, and that, that, that being in another country, right? So, so after they just pick up and just go, just go, what are some of the key things that you would tell people as you're trying to adjust to that new environment, especially when you just get plopped down in a completely new culture, potentially a completely different language? What are the few, like one or two early adjustment things you would tell people? Be cautious, but open. Be cautious understand that you are in someone else's home but open to the experience Mm -hmm. don't close yourself off don't stay in your room don't don't stay in your house don't stay on base if you're military Mm -hmm. um if all you do is walk around yeah walk five minutes off base okay yeah i've seen this walk 10 minutes yeah Walk 15, just little mm-hmm. by little, if that is your personality. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm, I'm I'm willing to get lost. That's just me. me I've too. always been willing to get lost. It's just right. like, well, I know I can get back. Right. <laughs> as long right. as I know the train schedule, I know if I have a car, yes. I mean, I can get up and go when I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here, the train stopped running at 12. Okay, well, <laughs> as long as I'm on a train... By 11, yes. I'll get back. <laughs> yes. Yes. At least you know. So it's just like be willing to get lost. Just mm-hmm. embrace it. Even if you're there for just 18 months. Like I was stationed overseas for two years mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. going to be here for three. So right. I have time to right. get lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but be willing to get lost. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's so important. Because guess what? You You're going to find your way back home. Yeah. You will. You will. And why go if you're going to be looking for the McDonald's when you go? Right. And trying to force everybody to speak English. Right. Stop. stop. Right. I'm just like, no. And that was a goal. That was a goal between my daughter and I. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, we're going to Japan. Do you want to learn Japanese? Yes. Yes. I have a little black girl in Japan. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it because, because (laughs) those are experiences that she's going to be able to take that so few people have in general, and then even fewer people who look like her have. And that's phenomenal. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, so let's talk about, so now you're, you're moving, you're in Japan, your daughter's there, y'all been there a few months and you've been focused on like this building generational wealth and then really working on. Uh, supporting and and helping homeless vets. So I want to start with the generational wealth first and then kind of okay. end with what you're doing with veterans. Um, so tell okay. me how you got started thinking about that building generational wealth and what you're doing to help people. As far as the building generational wealth, as I said it already, I did not ever plan <laughs> to work for anyone. Yes. <laughs> you know, but life happens and life you got to clock in. Yes. <laughs> So I, I always wanted to be my own boss, mm-hmm. as, as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to say, I am the CEO of, I am the owner of, I am mm-hmm. the founder of, yes. this is my company. Because mm-hmm. I saw how hard my mom worked for someone else, mm-hmm. and they let her go 19 and a half years in. Wow. And when she came home, she said she didn't have a job. That didn't make sense to me. Right. That did not make right. sense to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, but you've been working there mm-hmm. literally my whole life. Yes. Yeah. My whole life. Mm-hmm. Like her best friend, which I thought they knew each other from when they were growing up. Mm-hmm. Her best friend is someone that she worked with. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my auntie. Because mm-hmm. again, your whole my whole life, you were there. So yes. I'm thinking... This somebody from childhood, yes, yes. So it was it it, it was just mind blowing mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. she can come home with her stuff from her desk and say, "I no longer have a job." Mm. You what? Wow. What 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 does that even mean? Right, right. <laughs> right. What is what? So at that, I think that was probably the solidification mm-hmm. of. I can't, I can't work for nobody else because you came home and said you don't have a job. Yes. Somebody else decided you can work. Yes. Yeah. Literally was just like, "Mm, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did you say? (laughs) Like you, right. You don't have a job. I don't, that doesn't make sense in my world because Uh you always had a job. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just like. Okay, yes. so I need to be my own boss mm-hmm. so I can't get fired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Challenge accepted. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Challenge accepted. Yes. I, I yes. can't, that, it just, wow. Yeah. Like, I was taken aback. I'm like, what do you mean you don't? All right, well. Yeah. I don't now know that. how to. Right. Yeah, I don't know how to fathom all of this yeah. new news. I mean, she obviously found another job, but it wasn't to her satisfaction. It was, you got I got to pay the bills, so right. I, I got to feed these kids. Mm-hmm. I got to keep this roof. I, I mm-hmm. got to keep car running. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. Right. I still got kids. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just me. I can't right. just pick up and go to a shelter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have mm-hmm. kids. Like mm-hmm. I have to do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she started working other jobs, which honestly they were all a blur because that job was all I knew. Right, right. So I think that was pretty much a solidification of yeah, you you can't you can't mm-hmm. do just working mm-hmm. for other people thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I actually started my first business twenty. 20- 19, maybe? Ah, okay. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not going to sugarcoat. This is hard. It's extremely hard. (laughs) This is hard. Entrepreneurship is difficult. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, even though I got my degree in entrepreneurship, they didn't tell me all this in my textbooks. No. Like, all this is learning on the fly at this point. I'm like, oh, yes. all right. Well, That wasn't in my curriculum. What else am I missing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Right. <laughs> so right. Yeah, all of this is kind of learning on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't trade it. I promise mm-hmm. you, I wouldn't trade it. Right. I would right. not trade it. I ended up doing my second business, starting my second business. Mm-hmm. And I'm a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. So yeah yes. No. Yes, I get it. Multi passionate. Right? You know. Yes. You have choices you can make around Yes what business you want to run, how you want to run it, what it should look, all those things, all those things are like yours to decide. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes it that much crazier too. Yeah. And so if, <laughs> so these, these businesses that you use you in your, you know, a, a serial entrepreneur. So what are the businesses you have built? One is BGM district, black mm-hmm. girl, magic district, you know, okay. um, <laughs> That, that is my real estate investment. Okay. Um, which I am in the process of doing a 501c3 literally in the same name all for right. my homeless veterans. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I love it. The second one is 2011, which mm-hmm. candles. I love candles. Yeah. But you know, Bath and Body Works. Yes. Be taking all my money. Yes. And my husband hated it. So yes. I'm like, all right, well, I'll make my own cake. Yes. Fine. Yes. And my newest adventure is my course, ARC Dynasty. Okay. So that is, well, the acronym is my name, Angela, mm-hmm. my husband's name, Ryan, and okay. our princess, Diva, yeah. Sierra. Okay. So ARC and our dynasty. I love it. And if you have any more kids, I'll find a way to incorporate them too. Of course, <laughs> right, right. I love but, that. And yeah. what is what is that business? That is my course creation business. Okay. Um That I have a couple courses mm-hmm. within that pregnancy, delivery, and beyond, mm-hmm. which tell or helps, should I say, yeah. new parents. Gives them the developmental milestones Mm -hmm. information from zero to six, um, where they should be, quote unquote, you know. Right. Physician standard. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes.
0: Where they should be, as well as my let's buy a house for Mm -hmm. first time homeowners. Mm -hmm. And I also have a savings ebook. All all in that, under that business. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And so, so in look, I mean, just listening to those, all three of those kind of in that line of, of creating kind of generational wealth and, and leaving that legacy, creating that dynasty. Right. Um, And I do love that you worked in there. You may not be an OB, right, but you worked in there uh, into the business, some things around Childcare care and pregnancy and those kind of things, because we know that the highest infant mortality rate um, and the mater- highest maternal mortality rate is black women yes. um, in the U S yes. and I think globally, um, but definitely in the U S um, which makes absolutely zero sense to me. Um, that's not true. It makes absolute sense to me. It just makes, it thing. makes a hundred percent sense to me. And I have a little issue with that, but that's a, Conversation for another time. <laughs> we didn't can dig be into that. on that one too, because we can I kinda, dig into that at a later date. So, so nice, if you if you think about that. right, so if you think <laughs> about you know these these businesses that you built, you went, you know, you you didn't really see something that just just blew your mind, right? So you decided, well, I'm just going to shift. I'll do this military thing. I know I can get my degree; that'll help. Ended mm-hmm. up being overseas. Uh, and had that phenomenal experience. You're now overseas again, you are building your third business, right? And then in there, not only have you had this experience and you've been global and you've built three businesses and you're working on your second master's degree, but now you want to have an impact on homeless veterans. So what, what brought you to that? After all this other stuff, right, then it's like, oh, yeah, and by the way, I also want to help homeless veterans. So how did <laughs> how did that come about? I mean, I'm overseas, so I don't see the homeless population. It's, it's very, very minimal, which yeah. says a lot about America. Yeah, you know. It does. Um, it almost brings me to tears, honestly, mm-hmm. every time I see a homeless person, period, mm-hmm. because we're the richest country. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I got a look. Got a couple questions behind that one, but makes you wonder. When I see signs of homeless veteran, I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah. that's literally always my question. Mm-hmm. Why are you homeless? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be due to your own choosing, right? Or circumstantial,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and usually it's circumstantial.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I am a veteran. I know the mess. That happens in the VA system. That's a whole conversation as well, right? I just, because I remember, and I've I've never watched this whole movie. Never. I, I just couldn't. Um, Born on 4th of July. I think Tom Cruise was in it or something. And okay. um, they were all coming back from, I believe it was Uh-oh. Vietnam. And they were showing... Him in a military hospital and then, you know, the treatment of vets when they came back and all of this kind of thing. And I've always told people, I said, you know, my perspective is this, whether or not you agree with the conflict, the, you know, that's part of democracy. You absolutely have a right to agree or disagree with a conflict. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't believe that we have the right or the privilege to turn our backs on people who volunteered to go and to serve and to follow orders to do so, so that we could sit back and decide whether or not we agreed or not. That, to me, is one, the height of privilege, but it's also (laughs) unfathomably irresponsible and wholly unfair and completely contrary to a nation, especially a nation that likes to tout its sense of freedom and its sense of honor. And so, you know, when I hear, heard you talking about when, when you first reached out and we were connecting, you were telling me you were doing this work with homeless vets. I was like, we have to talk about this. So, So what is your vision for this work that you're doing for homeless veterans? My ultimate vision is for there to be no more homeless veterans, mm. literally no mm. more homeless veterans, city by city, state by state. I I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't understand mm-hmm. how there are homeless veterans. Mm-hmm. And yet I hear, we care about our veterans. Thank yes. you for your service.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there are so many homeless mm-hmm. that are on the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, be it by decision or circumstance, yeah. that circumstance should never be an option. Right. Right. There are a number of run-down um Buildings, Mm -hmm. be it hotels, houses, whatever, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that can be fixed up by whomever, by investors, by just a community pooling together. And it it doesn't have to be pretty, but it has to be livable. Livable. Because everyone, regardless of mental capacity, deserves a roof over their head. Yes. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone Mm -hmm. deserves a roof over their head. Yeah. Again, regardless of mental capacity, because there are physicians, Mm -hmm. regardless of specialty, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that are able to speak to, Mm -hmm. that are able to house, that are able to help Mm -hmm. veterans. Yeah. Period. Yes. I mean, so at the end of the day, it's just like, I still to this day, I'm blown away that there are so many homeless. Mm -hmm. Not just homeless veterans, homeless, period. Yeah. Right. My passion is for the veterans because I am one. Mm -hmm. I know the struggle that Mm -hmm. we go through in active duty, after active duty, Mm -hmm. fighting, trying to get benefits that we are entitled to. Yes. They were part of the agreement for your service. It's just beyond, it's not even, at this point, it's just disgusting. Mm -hmm. It's not even just heartbreaking. It's literally disgusting that we have so many veterans that are on the street. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Right. It doesn't. I mean, I was blessed. My husband is still active duty. Mm-hmm. So I was blessed again to come overseas. Yeah. But if I were not here, I think I would be able to jumpstart just that much sooner. Right. Um, right. To get funding, to get uh, buildings, to yeah. be able to kind of look around, okay, where can I Mm-hmm. what can i purchase what can i invest in because no no it, it no it doesn't make sense it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me so if you're if you've got this this real estate investment kind of arm and you're you're creating this nonprofit um out of that that mm-hmm. would be specifically focused on helping Homeless vets in particular. Yes. And so while you're overseas now, that doesn't mean your vision's gone away. So if someone's listening to this, right, and they are still here stateside and Mm -hmm. it's something that has touched them, they know veterans, they know of veterans, they see, they walk outside their door and see people, you know, on the streets and they are thinking about doing some real estate investment. You know, we got all these people buying stuff and flipping things. We got gentrification. Mm -hmm. That's a real problem. Driving up taxes for people who have owned things for generations, right? we got all that other socioeconomic madness that's happening. But you mentioned, you know, what about all of these hotels that are falling down? What about all of these schools that they have put out of commission, you know, and all of these things that are kind of going to waste. They look like a waste. Right. You know, these, these old strip centers, right. That people are doing. So if someone is kind of in that real estate investing area and they're, and they're, they have a heart bigger than just flipping something. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them to help them understand and potentially get their mind focused on, you know, the next thing I buy, I'm going to figure out how to have this be a place to house, homeless veterans. What are the things that they need to think through and start looking at to do that? First of all, have patience mm-hmm. because I'm <laughs> trying to create a 501c3 and it's it's a process. Yes. Um but at the end of the day, if that is what you aspire to do, you're mm-hmm. going to have to pick your patience. Yes. Because it's not a quick process. Mm-hmm. Um next, you would just have to find funding. Mm-hmm. There are so many grants that go untapped every yeah. single year for nonprofits, and again, that is you have to have patience with that as well. Mm-hmm. So you're just gonna have to have patience, honestly, throughout the whole process. It. I don't want to say free money because you're working for it. Yes, yes, you are working for it. Yes, but it's such a wealth mm-hmm. of. Untapped funds that take a lot of work, Mm -hmm. take time out of your day. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you have to, I guess, the best way is to weigh what you want to do Mm -hmm. versus the time that you're willing to put into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to do a little research, um, have a little patience. Do a little more research, mm-hmm. have a little more patience, mm-hmm. get on the phone and talk to some people. If you don't feel like your process is moving fast enough, mm-hmm. maybe there is a hiccup. Maybe there is something that you forgot to uh, add. Maybe there's something too much of something that you add in are they're, they're kind of confused on your application. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean... Clarification goes a long way. Yes, asking questions goes a long way. Mm-hmm. But you have to be willing to have patience. Mm-hmm. Our the military motto: "Hurry up and wait." Mm-hmm. <laughs> do what you got to do on your end. Yes, but you have to be willing to wait for mm-hmm. what you're seeking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a friend, um, also a veteran, Air mm-hmm. Force veteran. And he made a post, this was probably about a year ago, mm-hmm. and we're both from Miami, yeah. grew up in the same church. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't know, maybe a year or two older than me. Mm-hmm. We're pretty close mm-hmm. in age though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He made a post saying, I want to eradicate homeless, no, veteran homelessness mm-hmm. by 2025. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're in 23. Yes, that's two years. That's yeah. two years. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that post, I was like, dude, what What are you doing? What are you doing? Yes. Because we need to be doing this together, babe. Yes. We, we got to do this together. Yeah. Yes. Banding together <laughs> to make things we happen. We got to do it. Yes. Right. So. There's power in numbers. There's power yeah, in numbers. Yeah, very much. Very much. And as you say, I think- There are, there's so many grants, there's so much money that does go untapped um, if you can figure out where it is, right? And then how to get to it. And I think the other thing is it's going to take people like you, Angela, right? It's going to take people like your friend who have decided that um, the current state is just not, it's not okay. It's not Mm -mm. okay. And they're willing to then do something, right? Not just talk about it. And- And it takes people stepping up to make change, and as hard as it is, and as patient as you have to be, it, it takes you know one step, one person, one step, one conversation, one move, right? Um, mm-hmm. I did hear about for those who are are interested in in homelessness as well, who may be listening, uh, there is a, a husband and wife team, I think they're right outside of Austin, who have built one of these um, tiny home kind of villages. Yes. Like communities. Yes. I heard that. And they, they that. are, yeah. they're not focused just on veterans, but they're like, if you, if you have any issue and you're on the street, I think they're there, the rules they have set up, you had to have been on the street for a year. So they, they have some parameters, but they're like, we don't turn you away. If you're addicted, we don't turn you away, you know, for all of these things that other places turn you away for, because that's the reason you're on the street. <laughs> so exactly. What do exactly. we look like turning you yeah. away? And so, You know, I would say to those who are listening, as you listen to Angela and this this focus on what is the thing you're going to do, and then have some patience, but also have some determination around not giving up on that dream. There are there are places you can connect to, there are people you can connect to. You know, yes, Angela's in Japan, but you don't see her stopping the dream or stopping the work just because her physical location has changed correct and I think we often forget that too especially now with technology you don't have to be home to make something no happen. I mean I'm up it's 6 13 here mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. I've been up since 4 30. Mm-hmm. I made a call a call to California this morning mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I mean you you have to be willing to sacrifice like me sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. To do what you have to do because, yeah. I mean, I'm in a different time zone, but mm-hmm. that's not stopping me from, okay, set an alarm, yeah. look halfway decent, get yeah. on the phone, yes. do what you got to do. And if you got to take a nap a little later, take a nap. Because you own Everybody your own business. Everybody got the same 24 hours in a day. And when you own your own business, you can take a nap when you want to. Yes. Bonus, right? So, but, but I think that's, that's the other thing that people sometimes don't think about. You know, you are a serial entrepreneur. You've got three businesses running. People don't think about the sacrifice that also happens with that, right? The Mm -hmm. sacrificing of sleep, the sacrificing of some things you want to do that you have to do later instead of now, because you've got a client thing coming up and it's going to take longer than you thought it was going to be. So you just sacrifice that dinner out with friends that night because you got to do yep. it with excellence, right? Because you're building a business and you are your brand. And so those yes. things you do that represent you and your family and the legacy you're trying to build are critical to your success. And so you've got to be patient, not only with what you're building, but you've got to be patient with the time it takes to build it. Because it doesn't happen overnight. Unless you've got the trust fund that can just go fund everything in the beginning, it doesn't happen overnight. And I don't. (laughs) Most of us do not. Most of us do not. Most of us are building with what we've got, right? Or doing it as a side hustle in the beginning until we can do it full time. And so Mm -hmm. for those of you who have been listening, I really want you to think through, one, When you have that opportunity to go somewhere, I don't care if it's just going to another state or another city, say yes. Yes, just go. Because literally, what's the worst that can happen? Oh my gosh, I can't find a McDonald's. But you found a bomb seafood restaurant. Okay. (laughs) And you can say you went. It's now on your resume. I can't tell you as an HR person, having hired people and talked about promotions of people and talked about moving people into different roles, how big a plus it was for people who had been to different places, who had been willing to take jobs in departments they didn't know anything about and were successful. People who were willing to take a risk and step out and do something new and different to be broad, not just deep, Mm -hmm. but broad in their experience. It is a huge plus. And so if you are trying to decide, you've got an opportunity and you're like, oh, I don't know, pack your bag. Just pack go. You can always pack and go back, it, right? But pack your bag. And more than likely you won't. More than likely you won't. More than likely, you, likely won't. you won't. And if you don't like what you're doing now, where you're going to can't be much worse than what you're doing now. So why not take a chance, right? So <laughs> So pack it up, pack it up and go. The second thing is give yourself some grace. As Angela said, you know, she just knew nothing really, as they say, blew her skirt up, right? So she found something that enabled her to continue education, to not have it be so costly out of pocket, to build experiences, right, and to build friendships, and to solidify this entrepreneurial journey that she knew she was going to be on. Give yourself grace if you don't have that same journey that everybody else has. It's okay because your journey is yours. Is your, it? Is yours exactly?
1: Your it's journey yours. is yours.
0: It's yours and you can make of it what you want to make of it because you have a choice. And then Mm the last thing is find that thing that really is in your gut, right? As as a veteran and as someone who knows what that means, um, and for those of us who also are appreciative of the service that our veterans have given to us and those who are still enlisted continue to give to us if there is something there that you can do to support and to help those who have supported and helped you, even if you didn't feel it and didn't know them, what can you do to support and uplift? Even if that's grab a whole bunch of socks and take it to the VA, grab some, do what you can with what you have. To whom Uh much is given, much is expected. And Uh so you don't have to be the one that's trying to build a big business, but you can be the one that makes somebody's day better. It doesn't take much. It just takes being a decent human being to do that. So, Angela, if people want to support you, especially in this work around veterans, um, what can they do to do that? Um, Right now, I'm still in the creation of that 501c3, so Mm -hmm. I don't have an email to that. Okay. However, um, I do have an email to my ARC Dynasty um, business. Yes. So info at ARC Dynasty. Please put in the subject homeless veteran. Yeah. Veteran. Homelessness. Something that I know <laughs> that yes. this email is specific yes. to my 501c3. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it comes into ARC Dynasty, I'm like, okay. What course are you interested in? What are your questions around that course? I'm not going to think 501c3. Mm -hmm. So, email again info at arc dynasty. Please put in a subject line: homeless, homelessness, veteran, anything in that realm. 501c3 works. Yes, yes, (laughs) as well. Something to let you know. So Some, mm-hmm. Yeah, something in a subject that way I can yeah. differentiate one email from the other. I love that. I love that. Well, I am I am so appreciative that you got up so early in Japan to talk to me on the Rutledge Perspective podcast this week. It has been such a pleasure getting to know you, knowing what you're doing, um, talking to you from Japan. Japan is actually on my list. Um, cause I've never been, been to China, but I've never I'm been here to for Japan. three years. Yeah. Come see, on. now I know somebody I can go to Japan. <laughs> um, so, so I am so appreciative that you did that and that you got up early to talk to us and to let us know, you know, what we can do to be helping and to give us your perspective on that journey and the, the differences in the the, the shifts that you made, um, and, and how yes. important it is to do that and the resilience that it, that it builds. So thank you. Thank you for your time, uh, and for your, you're agreeing to be on the show. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly. I mean, from the first conversation I was just like, yeah, this is going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I really thank you. And I cannot wait to keep following. And as soon as you get things up and running for the 501 C three, and you're thinking about how people can support that even further we will make sure that we are promoting that because um, awesome. we do need to to support our veterans as much as we possibly can. As thank much as you can. so much. So, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the Rutledge Perspective this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate every listen, every download. This has been helpful for you. Please share it with someone uh, so that they can get the information as well. And remember, Angela gave you the email. We will also put that in the show notes so that you will have it. Uh, feel free to reach out to her if there's information that you have, if there's information that you need, if there's suggestions that you have, if you know something about setting up a 501c3 that can kind of maneuver through the process, share that too. That would be please. awesome. So anything, please. right? Please, please. Everything anything we can do to support. <laughs> so open. Please, right? <laughs> If we can help our veterans get off the street, that's what we want to do. So thank you for tuning in. We will catch you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and for connecting. You can find previous episodes of the podcast on my website at laurelrutledge.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me on social media at Laurel K. Rutledge and or the Rutledge Perspective. And I'd love your perspective on the things we talk about. And if there's a specific topic you want me to cover, just let me know. And please share this podcast with someone in your village who may need this little piece of perspective today. And if you're so inclined, I would really appreciate a five-star rating and review on the platform of your choice. Apple Podcasts and Spotify reviews are particularly helpful. Thank you again for listening. Take care.